With every step he takes, he knows it could be his last. He approaches the ominous gate that is mangled with rust, yet still provides a much appreciated separation between himself and the horrendous, terrifying abandoned mansion sitting on the hill just a few hundred feet away. His gloved hand shakily presses on the oxidized metal and the gate begrudgingly opened as the angled outward end of the gate scraped the ground, leaving behind disturbed dirt whose story of hesitation foreshadows what he can only assume is coming next. Why am I doing this, he thought. Was he a coward? No. Was he brave? Absolutely not. But it was his brother that was missing, and this was the last place he was seen. Sure, he always felt overshadowed by his brother, always taking credit for his work, always getting the girl, always in the spotlight, but but he would never let me die. He would do anything for me. He wrestled with his thoughts, each shaky step closer to the daunting house before him with each and every step being unsure whether it would be towards the house or away from it, until finally, it was there before him. The double doors, that for a moment, as normal as they seemed, filled his mind with the worst possible outcome. For every single second, he struggled with what he would find inside. With a deep breath, he pushed his hand out forward, grabbed the knob, twisted, and slowly pushed it open. Mario! Oh, well, hello there. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of Video Game Mythos. Wow, it has been a freaking trip, guys. In just a couple months, we've expanded our listener base drastically, and it just keeps growing. We don't pay to promote the show or anything. All of our growth is 100% organic, and thanks to you. So keep doing what you do. We love bringing you Video Game Mythos, and we want to keep making sure we can bring it week in and week out. And if you want, get a hold of us and follow us on everywhere we are on the internet. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at VGMythos. And if you tweeted us or share the show using the hashtag VGMythos, you are entered in to win free video games. Literally that simple. Don't think it isn't worth your time because last week everyone that shared the show or tweeted at us got something. So please help us out. If you love Video Game Mythos and you want to support our merch, we have t-shirts. Head on over to our website, 13palmtrees.com slash merch and check them out. They are super comfortable tri-blend t-shirts, and they are all on sale for only $12 using the promo code PODCAST for the whole month of November, so don't miss it. And while you're on the site, check out the Video Game Mythos page where we have our character and idea submission form to enter in things that you want us to talk about. Lastly, if you like Video Game Mythos, maybe you'll like to hear Ryan and I doing other things. We are on some other shows. For more video game topics, check me out on Gurus of Gaming, a podcast where we talk current video game news and topics and all other kinds of dumbass shenanigans. Ryan and I both star in our flagship show, D&D Kinda. This is very near and dear to my heart, and if you don't listen to this, please give it a try. 
Brian and I both bring our storytelling prowess you know and love to the table while we play D&D. And if you think you don't like D&D and you've never played it, trust me, you'll like it. Also, Wasted Local Talent. This one is a little more centric on the area we are from, but don't let that stop you from checking it out because we talk to local bands and businesses and artists from the area, but usually all of their products and music can be found and obtained globally. And that's all that I can think of that's happening under the 13 palm trees shade, but... Oh, uh, one more thing, and this is a big one. If you're on the East Coast and you want to meet us, we'll be attending the Steel City Con in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Come on out, attend the show, and chat with Ryan and myself. We would love to meet you all. All right, enough of me blabbing on. Let's get into the backstory surrounding the star of today's episode, which if you didn't figure it out from the intro, it's everyone's favorite Mario brother, Luigi. So, Luigi. Luigi is the tall, gangly, mustache, green and blue Nintendo character that is often credited for being the shyer and wimpier of the two Mario brothers. Also created by Miyamoto in 1983, his first appearance in a video game was in Mario Bros, also in 1983, where he was controlled by the second player, and then his role in Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, and Super Mario World, and other titles. The first game where he was available as a primary character was in Super Mario Bros. 2. As of late, Luigi's role in Nintendo titles have been increasingly restricted, only showing up in games like Mario Kart, Smash Bros., and Mario Party titles, although he has been known to be the star in his own games such as Mario is Missing, Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the 3DS, and Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch. He was originally developed as a palette swap of Mario with a green color scheme instead of red. Luigi has since developed a personality and style all of his own. As his role in the Mario series progressed, Luigi evolved into a physically distinct character taller and thinner than his brother. Nintendo called the period of March 2013 to March 2014 the Year of Luigi to commemorate the 30th anniversary of the character's existence. Correspondingly, the games released in 2013 emphasized Luigi, such as Luigi's Mansion The Dark Moon, Mario and Luigi Dream Team, and Dr. Luigi, and the level pack of the new Super Luigi U for New Super Mario Bros. U, an unlocked Luigi-themed version of Mario Bros. titled Luigi Bros., was also included in the Super Mario 3D world. The events leading to Luigi's creation began in 1982, during the development of Donkey Kong, where the Nintendo designer Miyamoto had created Mario, then known as Jumpman, hoping that he would be able to recast the character in a variety of roles in future games. Miyamoto had been inspired by the game Joust to create a game with a simultaneous two-player mode, which led to the development of the game Mario Bros. in 1983, with Luigi filling the role of Mario's brother as the second playable character. Luigi's name is said to have been inspired by a pizza parlor near Nintendo of America's headquarters in Redmond, Washington, called Mario and Luigi's. Miyamoto observed that the word Luigi means similar in the Japanese language, and that Luigi was designed to have the same size and shape and gameplay as Mario. As far as the last name, Nintendo did not officially give Luigi one. The first notable use of Luigi Mario was in the 1993 live-action film adaptation. 
In September 2015, at the Super Mario Bros. 30th Anniversary Festival, Miyamoto stated that Mario's full name was Mario Mario, and consequently this indirectly confirms that Luigi's full name is Luigi Mario. So now that we have all the facts about Luigi, and probably due to the fact that he's been in our lives since we were little, or maybe even the very beginning, let's get into what Video Game Mythos does best and talk about some of the lesser known things about Luigi. Some fan theories and myths, if you will. First up, one that makes total sense for all of you Smash Brothers players out there. Luigi and Mario always seem to be side by side, right? Well, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe Luigi is always with Mario because Mario is what keeps his real strength in check. Poor Luigi, he's often brushed off as a weak loser brother of the popular and strong Mario. But what if the guy in green is actually a killing machine, ready to rage at any moment? One fan theory on Reddit explains that Luigi may be stronger than we think, and staying closer to Mario keeps him from hulking out. The user goes on to explain the following. Luigi's only fear is that he may go too far one day and hurt people on accident due to his powers running rampant a common trait that we see in his extreme fear of ghosts. The reason behind that is because ghosts have been known to have the ability to possess living beings. By staying close to his brother, he doesn't have to worry about hurting people because he knows that Mario is the most skilled fighter in existence and the only person who can stop him. Mario is the polar opposite of Luigi, a mortal man without any notable powers. Despite that, Mario is capable of fighting against villains capable of destroying dimensions and even defeating Luigi himself several times, Super Paper Mario, using nothing but his sheer battle skill. By staying next to his brother, Luigi can make sure that if one of his many odd powers goes out of control or he turns evil, Mario will be close enough to stop him or limit the damage. Now, interesting as that is, take a look at this, which could go in line or totally against what you just heard. An interesting thing to point out is that Nintendo 64 Super Mario 64 was the first Mario game in the main canon to not feature the word bros in the Japanese release titles. Consequently, Luigi makes no appearance as a playable or non-playable character in Super Mario 64. Every other character, including Peach, Yoshi, Toad, and Bowser are all in the game, but no Luigi. Not in pictures or anything around the castle. Video game players wasted countless hours scouring every inch of this virtual world, hoping to find the green plumber with no luck. They did find something quite gruesome, though. A monument dedicated to Luigi in what can only be described as a graveyard in the castle courtyard. Why a graveyard? Well, the courtyard is infested with ghosts, with Luigi's monument at the center of a fountain. In the middle of the fountain is a plaque with a statue of a star on top of it, and the plaque reads some garbled text. Although there is much controversy as what the text reads, the general consensus is that it says, L is real 2401, obviously a reference to our green friend. This monument is a tombstone, and Luigi is arguably buried in the courtyard. We should note that Luigi didn't make an appearance in Nintendo's follow-up game Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube either. Not weird or convincing enough? Alright, here's some more. Years later, we get the Smash Nintendo GameCube hit, Luigi's Mansion, featuring Mario's younger brother Luigi in a morbid story focusing around a dark rotting mansion while Luigi hunts ghosts and specters, and the story primarily revolves around depression and death but in Nintendo's cheery art form as to make it not so dark and at least sellable to the younger market. 
Luigi starts the game thinking that his brother Mario has been kidnapped by King Boo and is being held hostage in the mansion. He then enters the grand ghost-infested mansion with his poltergust machine invented by scientist E. Gad. Rumor has it that the beta version will give Luigi just 24 hours to find his brother before Mario would be lost forever. During the game, when Luigi is attacked or startled by ghosts, his shadow disappears. Even if the room is well lit, his shadow only returns once his ghostly encounter is over and he regains his composure. You may be asking, if Luigi is a ghost, then why are all the other ghosts after him? Well, when the ghosts chase after him, they look quite jovial, really happy. These ghosts are simply the playful dead, inviting Luigi to accept his fate and join their legion of the dead. Luigi must be in denial or is ignorant of his own death. When he feels safe, everything appears as it should, but when he gets startled, things start to fall apart and he loses the thought of his shadow. Still not convinced? All right. The most damning and infamous piece of evidence suggesting Luigi's death is discovered by lighting up the telephone room at the top floor of the mansion. If you do so, and you wait long enough, lightning will strike outside and show a flash of truth on the wall. A shadow of a dead Luigi, hanging, suspended midair. Eerie, yeah, but how does it make sense? If that is the case, what about Luigi's appearances in other games? Well, let's wrap it up with this one. According to one particular theory, Luigi's Mansion is actually the last game in the timeline the final chapter in the Mario saga. In Luigi's Mansion, the players encounter Madame Clairvoya, who says, The scene appears before me. What is this? Bowser? How can this be? I see the hideous form of Bowser. Is Bowser somewhere in this mansion? I cannot believe it. And yet I see it. I thought that Mario had soundly defeated Bowser. Bowser soundly defeated, as in gone forever. Currently, Bowser has appeared in several of the most recent Mario games, including Super Mario 3D World, Mario Party 10, Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS, and Super Mario Galaxy 2. If Bowser had been soundly defeated prior to the events of Luigi's Mansion, he would not have been able to appear in subsequent titles, but with him being dead and all that making this evidence that Luigi's Mansion is the final game in the Mario franchise. Thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos.